movies. We watch movies. You listen to us talk about movies that we watched without you. It's beautiful. Thanks. Now this is podcasting. Welcome to Super hey. Films Cast. <laughs> 64. The Films Cast. Trey is Trey is wildin' right now, and this is this is who he sounds like. This is a guy the night the Knicks drafted Chris Stapps Porzingis. What the fuck did they do? Who the fuck is this? Who the fuck is Tingus Tingus? I never heard of fucking Latinia. You drafted this fucking kid. So Trey, you know yeah, he, he is gotta... right. It didn't work out for the Knicks with Chris Stapps, I guess. Yeah, but Trey, now I want to get to why you're so steamed. Oh, okay. Why I'm steamed? Well, yeah, they is, had to go. Be very, this is going to be very topical. They had to go and desexualize Lola Bunny in the new Space Jam movie. That's what they did. Cancel culture. Come and take Lola Bunny from me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and and they made they took Pepe Le Pew they out. They took Pepe out, who was and the he, quintessential. He was the heart and soul of the Looney Tunes. Okay, he was what we all wanted from a new Space Jam movie was Pepe Le Pew and his coming to terms with his sex addiction. That's what I was looking forward to, and they took it away from us because of cancel culture. Adam, this is going really well. This cancel, I think. I think this is good. Yeah. And then now we just need like opinions okay. that are okay. like dangerous to our listeners medically. Right. Like <laughs> so we like we should advise them not to do certain things that the CDC has advised to do because well well a no, it's, a, it's, a, Trey, it's a, a emergency emergency authorization oh. authorization that's different than it being approved Trey. right you, right, you, right you understand right, right, right. yeah I, I understand I understand yeah 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 uh, See, I'm gonna good. like good. I'm just gonna call them like Corona Bros or something like that to really kind of make him look dumb you know to mm, make him look mm-hmm, silly mm-hmm. and I'm gonna blame. I'm going to blame the the NBA, too, for doing this because they're woke. Woke culture. Cancel culture. So, Trey, why were your tweets so horny about Lola Bunny? Uh, because I'm pissed. Lola Bunny uh, awoke in me sexually at the age of eight. Uh, I was all about the Lola Bunny. Honestly? Not the Lolly Bunny, but the Lola Bunny. Honestly? Hmm. <laughs> That's that's probably true for me. Yeah. Being woke as <laughs> a sexy bunny. She was. Can I now, can I say something just between us? No one's listening? Okay. Okay. Did you, did you get a little confused when Bugs Bunny dressed up as a woman? All right. So okay. What's oh is that a Wayne's World thing? <laughs> yes. Oh. I guess I forgot. <laughs> I know I like heard it somewhere, but I mean, you, you know. You know. It was just the, very, uh, she was very dainty. It is very funny to me that the picture that everybody used of Lola Bunny yeah, was like it's, an enhanced image. It's an erotic <laughs> image, too. It's like someone's fan image. Yeah. Yeah. What's, what's the deal with that? Because it's it's a culture war, Adam. It's, mm. it's a way for, uh, you know, 
just a way for you, for people to get pissed off at things. They had to they had to desexualize Lola buddies so they could My, enhance LeBron James's hairline. I know. My favorite is uh, the picture of Joe Biden on the phone going, "Hey Warner Bros, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Warner Bros, uh, get rid of those, get rid of the bunny's fat tits." <laughs> At work today, we got an email from yeah. the guy who's who's running for uh, Senate, Republican oh, Senate. Bunny, he's having a he's having a <laughs> no, not quite. He's having hey. a he's having a book drive for Doctor Seuss. Oh, God. he's having a Doctor Seuss book drive. So you everyone guys. can have you know those those books that they all have all those most famous dr seuss books i can never you know my children will not be able to read green eggs and ham and cat in the hat and the grinch actually they they burned all the jim carrey grinch dvds so there's no way to watch well then that would get me to storm the (laughs) capital i would too movie is brilliant i uh yeah the other day the other day i won an award at work you did? I, I did. I won an award at, at work, which was just like a random drawing. Congratulations. And I said, and I said an award. You Arr. didn't tell me there'd be an award. <laughs> ah, it's from the movie we just mentioned. It's from the movie. I'm the Grinch. <laughs> and you're, you're the Grinch. I am the Grinch, yes. I want to I be the Grinch for Halloween. That would be makeup. great if you got like yes, if you did a full makeup Grinch. Though that would I, be incredible. I find... People that dress up as the Grinch extremely off-putting. Like the 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 look of the Ooh. homemade Grinch costume is extremely off-putting. It just God, looks very. I weird. just want it to be good. Like the thing is, is like it has to be. It has to be spot on. Yeah, and you there's know, that, a lot of ma- there's a lot of masks going on. You gotta there's do. There's a the- lot of latex. Yeah. Hmm. In the in the movie, you know, Todd Howard put the makeup on was the Grinch as well. Sometimes he that did it like once, true. like once on set. Todd Howard. They did. were they were like, <laughs> "Hey, Clint Howard." Uh, it was Jim in had the to, special features, sir. Jim had to Jim had to go into makeup, and then they just brought Clint Howard in for a <laughs> scene, and nobody could tell the difference. No, he wasn't. Nobody. He didn't even do makeup. He was just like, yeah, there. it was just him. He was the Grinch. I'm glad we're talking about the Grinch. There Can't is wait a till they cancel that. Oh, oh God, they wouldn't ever because he hates Christmas just like them. Right? And you know, you yes. know who I mean. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> Woke. So Trey, you watched Coming to America? Yeah. Uh, so I did the thing that, um, all the other, the damn thing, all the other boomers at my office have done is I have watched both coming to America one and coming to America two. Only difference is I saw guess, you know, when the last time I saw coming, you know, the first time I ever saw coming to America, the first movie, the first time I ever watched that 82. No, because it came out in 88, and I wasn't alive. I was alive mm. in 88. And two strikes. Okay. Uh, I watched it. Mm, give or take, like, eight hours ago for the first time. 
Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'd never seen Coming to America, and I watched it for the first time, and then right after that, I watched mm-hmm. Coming to America 2. So, Mark Elfenbein, I know you're a big fan of Coming to America. Oh, I thought uh, you were going to talk about... I bet Mark Elfenbein has some opinions on Lolo Bunny. <laughs> uh, let's not do that here, because he is currently a co-worker. I, yeah, no, I understand, but you've seen And... That. Mark Elfenbein is a big fan of Coming to America 2, and uh, I watched Coming to America 2. Now, he had to wait like 32 years for Coming to America 2 to come out. I'm sure he was excited. Uh, you get the, the Jewish guy again going, aha, and all that stuff, and uh-huh. that's what he uses for his show. It's so funny, Adam. It's really funny. Uh, I don't know. I, I have not seen it. This is, uh, this is a hole hold on. in my... Hold on. I'm, this is about you right now. This is about me. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're How right. I just spat in his face and watched Coming to America 2 the second Coming to America 1 ended. Yeah, so you had a wait of zero seconds. Yes. I did not have to wait 32 years. This reminds me, I mean, to a lesser extent, but like... Uh, I started watching Breaking Bad before a lot of people did. Uh, Same and, year? Um, uh, uh, just like, I watched Game of Thrones uh, when the first season was going on. Um, uh, see, yeah. uh, okay, so I didn't do that. But yeah, I, I didn't think so. I was I was early on that one too, compared to uh-huh. everybody else, but uh, not that early. Okay. Uh, but yeah, no people would just be like, "Oh yeah, I just watched the whole Breaking Bad." like a month it's like no you don't understand there's like a year that you had to wait between these to find out what happened the loss was I'm sure you felt that way with lost yeah yeah it's it's not Dude. penny's boat well Whose it, boat is it and it it, the, it was worse because the first three seasons were you know the traditional like 24 episode runs yes and they would take weird ass breaks because mm. it's a whole year it, it's on it's it's you and know you didn't, you didn't have spring. the dvr no, well, I did have the DVR, the TiVo, but like, oh. you know, there was like three or four week breaks oh. between episodes you were, sometimes. You were loaded. Oh yeah, totally loaded. I was a poor guy. I didn't grow up with much, Adam. I, I had to set up my VHS to record 24. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> That's beaten right there. Uh, anyway, yeah, you, so you, you said you had, had not seen game. it. Coming no, I haven't America. seen it. I don't know. It's just not. It's not something. I don't like. Has it's that's this is a bad take. But like, I know it would be on like Comedy Central sometimes. So I've seen snippets, and I hate when people say that because it's like I do just too. watch the just watch the whole movie. Um, but that I, is I always hate with like. But the term I hate now, and I'll see. I'll hear people my age saying this, but I don't really. I think they're just saying it because older people have said it. Is he? If I if I if it's on TV and I'm flipping through, I'll watch it. It's like, right. why are you ever flipping through TV anymore? Right. This is, we have gotten beyond the point of flipping through TV. Yeah. So like, you I'm can see everything bullshit. that's on. Right. Yeah. You're a liar. Yeah. You're a liar. No. Yeah. Those people are liars, and you'll, you'll challenge them to combat. I will. Just like uh, coming to America. Uh, is so that yeah. what happens? Um. No, but he does know how to fight. He fights with sticks, like the the like um I don't know what you call them, like a a, a 
the pole, power pole. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a whole scene in the beginning of Kente, Kente pole. Well, you know, and I'm gonna say this: I could say that there was a scene in the first one, but that could also just mean there's a scene in the second one too, because they're kind of doing the exact same thing in each one. The first coming to America and the second coming to America. I mean, isn't that the point, though? Isn't that the kind of thing? Is you're just like redoing the same bits? Is that because that's the sense that I got from the commercial that I watch? It's like, remember this? Well, we're yeah. going to bring back that exact same feeling. It's not like, but if it's one like... came out immediately, it wouldn't be this kind of like nostalgia trip where everything has to be kind of right, right, the right, right. Same. Yeah, I, I think that's maybe just because it's been so long, right? Is right, you know, they kind of have to kind of bank on that stuff. They have to bank on the barbershop bits. They have to bank on the preacher. They have to bank on yeah. Everything. You got to go back and see all Everything. the old characters and see what everybody's up to now. Yeah, it's like if the the end of Animal House was just an entire movie. Uh huh. Exactly. It, uh, like. They don't- they, they they don't like give at least they don't like try to make a lot of those side characters more than what they were they kind of okay. stay true to that like they're not like giving you a backstory to the barbershop guys they're just there they're doing uh-huh. their same bits they're doing their same thing which is all right that that's commendable like uh-huh. none of those characters are really like delved into they're kind of still just bit characters mm-hmm. which is which is cool um Hmm. So let me start with the first one first. The best place to start. That that movie came out in 1988, and it I, I tell you, I, I guess I it wasn't what I expected. First of all, I thought um I thought um what's his name from Trading Places was in it. Uh Aykroyd? Yeah, I thought Dan Aykroyd was in it for some reason. I don't know why I thought he was in it, but I, I, I assumed he was. Bet in you it. mixed up the movies. Maybe I did. Um, maybe maybe there's another movie where they're both in. That's not Training Places. Uh, okay, I was. About or maybe to say I'm thinking training. of a scene of Training Places. Were Perhaps. they in like a? Were they in like a train in Training? They places? were. That's in Training Places. Yeah, and they're all wearing like costumes. Yes. Maybe I'm just thinking of that scene was in Coming to America, associating with that. That would make sense. Yeah. So it it, uh, it wasn't laugh out loud funny, but I enjoyed it. Um, I thought there were some funny bits in the movie. I thought the performances were really good. It was uh, Arsenio Hall and uh, Eddie Murphy. And mm-hmm. this was uh, Eddie Murphy was like, they're actually both playing multiple characters. Right. You know, they, that's the whole bit is they're wearing makeup and playing multiple characters uh, you know, um, I, I mean, don't know if it holds up. None of them, none of them were donkey. None of them were donkey. None of them were okay. Norbert. <laughs> you know, none <laughs> of them were any professor. <laughs> Norbit. No, Pluto Nash wasn't there. No. Okay. Uh, it is funny because uh, it's one of those movies too that you you see all like the references and sound clips that you've heard before but didn't really know uh, what it was you know right like yeah, i know yeah, ijb uses uh a little the um 
preacher saying, put your hands together. That bit, mm-hmm. I know that mm-hmm. they use that. Uh, I didn't realize it was from Coming to America. The uh, This guy's good. That one is from Coming to America. A uh, bunch of little clips and bits. There's like... Um, is that Dan Aykroyd who said that? No, not Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> uh, another actor. Okay. It's it's a very... I, that's the right accent, because that is a very uh, well-known line. <laughs> it's very well-known. I was doing ex- doing it perfectly. All right? Yeah. Oh, right. Perfect. And it was also right. a character. They're doing a character. It wasn't right. a guy's regular voice. He was playing an old man character. <laughs> So I was doing it all right. You're trying to cancel me, Corona bro. Oh God, I I just can't wait to pull the rug out of the whole train. Look, man, there's two there there's two things I live by: uh, taxes and boobs. Oh, I thought it was. Say. I thought it was a history and etymology. Oh yeah, etymology and history. Those are the two things. There, okay, cool. I had, I had more, but I guess I'm just kind of blanking. The the whole story coming to. Coming to America, Adam, is that uh, Eddie Murphy is the prince of this country in Africa. Mm-hmm. And the king, played by uh, James Earl Jones, who uh, I hope lives forever because that guy has the best voice. He uh, He's like, hey, you need to get married and we're going to arrange a marriage. But Eddie Murphy's like, well, I don't want to have an arranged marriage. I want to find... Uh, the woman that I love, that that uh, isn't just going to be a yes woman, um, isn't going to just love me for being rich. Uh, so I'm going to go to Queens, New York. And okay. another, you know, I, I think I mentioned to you, and I forgot what I was alluding. I think I was alluding it to a, um, a Hitchcock movie. And I said, like, it's interesting with old movies. I don't know if, if certain things right. are supposed to be funny. And I think if it's they're being with, over the top with it, or right? And that wasn't it, what. So with this though, it's it's interesting, and I think a lot of movies from the '80s are like this because New York was a very different place in the 1980s, right? And they before mentioned, Giuliani came in and fixed, yeah, everything. before he came in and and fixed everything, um, and they make the the joke of oh, let's go to Queens, and I guess that's supposed to be a big laugh moment. Because well, they say, uh, well, we, what place in New York would be, you know, the right place to find a queen? It's uh, uh-huh. him and because uh, him and um, Arsenio Hall decide to kind of just go to America and find a, a woman, but they're gonna, they're it's in, under the guise of like they're gonna just fuck just everything, <laughs> and, uh-huh. throughout the world or America or whatever, right? And yeah, so like, what's a place that uh, would uh, you would find a queen? Oh, Queens, New York, and I guess. Back in the 80s, Queens, New York was a real rough part of town. Right. You know? Real... That's still pretty funny. Yeah. No, no, no. It was funny. I, I didn't think it was unfunny. I just thought it was, uh, it's interesting. Like, oh, yeah. Right. Okay, I forgot that the 80s were not, New York was not New York as it is today back then. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, it had good bits. It had good bits. Uh, but, you know, like, I liked it better than Trading Places, but I don't know if it's, you know, I don't know if it's my cup of tea, honestly. Okay. And then the second one. So the second one. Encore. Do you want Encore. more? I, uh, the second one, you know, he is he is the prince and his dad, James Earl Jones still. Amazing how, like, almost all the cast is there. I think his mom is, I don't know if his mom, 
the actress who played his mom died or not. But the whole, like the entire cast is back. Everybody's That's pretty here. impressive. Everybody's yeah. they're all here. Uh-huh. You know, right. um, and James Earl Jones is uh, on his deathbed, and he tells uh, Eddie Murphy, the prince, that uh, you need to find an heir, and it needs to be a male heir. That's the whole deal. Well, the whole the thing is, he has three daughters. He does not okay. have a male heir, but he does learn. And this is a little bit of retconning they do. Is that uh, there is a scene where him and um, Arsenio Hall, who's like a servant, that's he's like a servant, uh-huh. like he's like his best friend servant kind of thing. Uh, they're like more like friends, but he's supposed to be a servant, right? And um, they uh, there's like the scene where they're going to these bars and they're like going through women, and there's a lot of really kind of maybe outdated jokes okay. <laughs> there as they're finding these women. Though there's one funny line where uh, the the first girl he meets, she goes, I have a secret. I worship Satan. <laughs> Just really <laughs> out of nowhere. And um, I, I think that the best thing about the, the first one is Eddie Murphy's really good at playing yeah. this character because he can be real goofy, but he can also be real serious because he's not okay. a dumb guy. He's just – it's a fish-out-of-water story, you know? Uh-huh. So he does certain things that are like, oh, why would you do that? But it's not out of being dumb. It's just out of being not being – and he's also – the whole ruse he's doing is that he is trying to pretend like he is poor. And so, like, he takes a job at – um, uh, the whole – there's a whole bit with um, uh, John Amos, I want to say, and uh, – he uh, has a restaurant called uh, McDowell's, which is Mc- – it's a total McDonald's Mc- ripoff. McDonald's. I was like, yeah, no, right. it's it's not a ripoff at all. It's McDowell's, and it's not the Golden Arches. It's the Golden uh, – I forgot what he said, the Golden uh, Archways. Or, it's, it's like it's a real – and um, he's trying to get – and that's where he meets the, the his love interest, who's his daughter. And there's a whole bit about like, – the whole idea is like he's trying to find someone that will love him for who he is, not his money. And okay. eventually does in a very kind of weird kind of in a movie kind of just in not just ends, but it kind of there's not a there's a whole like, you know, the whole like, oh, why didn't you tell me you were the king? Oh, I know, mm-hmm. no, no. And then she leaves and then it's the wedding and she's there. There's like kind of a it, it didn't there wasn't a time period where they're going to, you know, kind of come back together at all. It was sort of weird at the end. Mm-hmm. But so. This movie, he, um, he, James Earl Jones dies. He has three daughters, and he uh, learns did, that he. I'm sorry, a, not to interrupt you. Yeah, go ahead. But did they give a reason for James Earl Jones to die? He's just old. He's you just see, old. Th- that's depressing as an actor. Yeah, when you get to the point where you're old enough where you can just die and it's not explained right. at all. It's not it's like just, I mean, he got like hit by a car. Man, you know? <laughs> They're just like, no, no, it. No, you, you're just you get it. You get okay. It. You're you're that old man. Mm. Um, it is kind of funny because he decides to have a funeral before he even dies, and Morgan Freeman's there, and he's just Morgan Freeman. And, you know, it's pretty good. Uh, James Earl Jones, a treasure. They need to keep his voice box, um, in the Smithsonian or something. I don't know. Uh, or just keep him in the Smithsonian. I don't know. Um, just stuff him. Put him on. Yeah. On wheels and yeah, exactly. And you can hang press him, a button, and he doesn't move. A drone flies him around. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he's like, "No, I'm your father." <laughs> yeah, he's Darth Vader. 
yeah, so I mentioned the 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 scene in the first one in the bar. So that they retcon it where um one of the ladies they meet, they um they kind of uh she like drugs him or or Arsenio Hall drugs him or something. I didn't really get it. But pretty much he had a one night stand and with the lady at the bar who um is played by God, what is her name? Let me pull this up so I have all this. Uh it's a SNL lady. Um uh, coming to America. It is she is played by um No, that's not her. Huh. Talks amongst yourselves. Um, Leslie Jones. To... Leslie Jones. Yeah. Ooh, Leslie Jones. Yes. That's, see, a... now you remember. Now that you've you've heard it in that voice. Right. And uh, and so he discovers he has a bastard son, and and his son is played by Jermaine Fowler. Oh, I guess he was in a Sorry to Bother You and um. The uh, J- Judas and the Black Messiah. Okay, I guess. All right, cool. Uh, he he's all right. So, thing is though, is the movie is really focused on the the son Jermaine Fowler's character. Okay, and also the daughter. So he has one. Uh, one of his eldest daughter was really hoping she would be queen, and the whole idea is like he's trying to. And and also, um, actually, probably the best part of the movie is uh, Wesley Snipes, who plays like this warlord, but he's not really a warlord. It's like he, they, Eddie Murphy feels like he is going to be assassinated because they don't see him as a strong ruler unless he finds a son heir, and mm-hmm. or a strong heir to the throne, and um, and his daughter, who is you know very right strong she's she's ready she's ready she's 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 badass she's hitting people with sticks and she's fighting people and all that oh and she's smart uh she might be mary sue i don't know if that's the right term Uh oh maybe she's good at everything kind of kind of deal she's a little bit like ray uh Hmm. i don't know Hmm. is that what the the alt-right people call it mary sue (laughs) That, that would be um I don't know. She's a she's just real badass, man. She's a badass woman, and um, the 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 son is sort of he's you know kind of a hustler, you know, trying to make it in the world kind of guy, and he's real okay. excited about the uh, idea of of being a. There there is a funny line where, um, because the whole idea is that he wanted uh Wesley Snipes wanted to bond the two families by having his son, Eddie Murphy's son, marry his daughter. And there's, <laughs> and you know, there's a whole, the whole bit in coming to America is that he is that Eddie Murphy does not want to uh, marry this woman because it's uh-huh. not his true love. And he, uh, and he asks, so now uh, coming to America too, He's like, oh yeah, it's gonna be up to him, and he asks him, and he's like, oh yeah, I'm down, because <laughs> she's like real hot, you know, okay. and yeah, it was kind of funny. Like, oh yeah, that's funny. Uh, Even kind of a modern system. take. I mean, and he definitely eventually realizes it's not his true love, Adam. Not oh, um, he finds someone else, and uh, yeah, the, the whole idea is sort of about Eddie Murphy and and traditions of it's kind of kind of 
going back on different ideas that the first one had, which is fine. I mean, if you're going to make a sequel, right, that's what's your main, what's your thesis of the first movie? Well, let's do a different take on that thesis. Expand on that movie. Expand on it. Now, now no he's from that. a, now he's coming at it from a different perspective. And right. Maybe. Now he's the king and, and, he, and he's, he's kind of going back to what his father was doing. Um, and he's like, well, okay, hey, that's not who I am. I wanted to change things. So, yeah, maybe I needed to be not stubborn and like my father and be like, okay, you know what? Maybe you can do this and my daughter can be queen. And, uh, you know, it's sort of telegraphed. You can kind of tell what's going to happen. But, right, you know, um, I don't know. I, it was uninspired. I would say uh, about the sequel, it just there is a uh, a joke because so um, the son, let me get his name here. Uh, it's uh, Lavelle Lavelle okay. Johnson. Yeah, that's the name of the son. Lavelle is um, he kind of falls in love with this uh, hair this barber hairdresser, like she's oh. the girl who cuts his hair. Who um, I definitely think uh, they're mimicking. Uh, Killmonger and Black Panther because he has the same haircut. Okay. As Killmonger does. He has that like kind of crazy braid thing. It looks cool. I mean, that's a cool ass haircut. So if they're going to copy one thing, I mean, hell, do it. There you go. That's awesome. Um, and, and it's pretty modern too. Like they, they have like modern jokes and stuff. Like he, he's, he's pretty, he's a pretty modern character. He, this is, a, this is sort of also, the fish out of water, but flipped because he is now from Queens in Africa and he's having to and deal with all this stuff. How be... Yeah. How to be uh, princely, I guess. And Ten. he meets this, uh, the thing is though, he meets this girl and he's like, they're talking about American movies and he mentions, yeah, all the shit now is America is just uh, superhero shit and remakes and movies and sequels to movies that are, that are sequels to old movies that nobody wanted. And I'm just like, is that they? Yeah. Oh, this one. They yeah, talk about this one. They don't understand. They get it. <laughs> they get it. Um, I don't know. It wasn't horrible. I mean, it didn't, it wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen. I, I think better than not, you expected. I don't know if it was better than I expected. Uh, because I don't think they really, I don't, I feel like they should have focused more on Eddie Murphy and there's way too many dance scenes, you know, they kind of mm -hmm. stuffed it with stupid, stupid stuff. And, you know, there's a lot of like kind of modern humor that just didn't feel right. I don't know. Mm -hmm. It might just be because it's a 32 year difference between both movies and humor in the eighties is very different than humor today. References in the eighties are different than references today. There's a lot more pop culture references, I guess, which kind of maybe threw me off a little bit. There's a lot of like over explaining certain problematic things in the first movie. It's like, yeah. eh. they yeah. kind of, they kind of overdo that. So I do feel like, like referencing other media happens way too much now. Yeah, it definitely does. And uh, they definitely do that. That's and, something and I, that didn't, that didn't used to happen. No, I don't, I don't think. And now Watching it's both like movies. It's not at all. I mean, there really aren't any, and I guess maybe there there are, but like they're maybe so minute. Aware? Yeah, we're not as aware. Maybe that they were pop culture references. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, also uh, the first one, everyone looks like either like uh, 
Prince, Michael Jackson, or Lionel Richie. <laughs> and that, okay. I think it's just the style of the eighties. <laughs> but geez, right. everyone has like the same haircut. Jerry Curl. Oh yeah. Though that they yeah. make Jerry Curl jokes though a lot in that one too. Oh, okay. Like that's the whole deal is like her the her boyfriend that she's gonna marry is like he's like Will Arnett and uh Hot Rod kinda. <laughs> he's just right. like a jerk. He's like the biggest jerk. Oh, you know who else is in that in the movie? Samuel L. Jackson plays a a, a store robber. Like he oh. holds up uh, Louis Anderson. Louis Anderson's in the movie too. Uh, Does he have I, to run away? Uh no, well, no, he holds him up, and uh, Eddie Murphy kicks his ass. Oh yeah, these are, this is the good fighting. That this you're is talking this about. is before yeah, this is uh before Samuel L. Jackson was Samuel L. Jackson, sir. Too. Interesting. I mean, 1988. This was before. Uh, this was even before. Um, do the right thing. When did Samuel L. Jackson become like? Oh, it's Samuel L. Jackson. I would say Pulp Fiction. Mm, I mean, like, I don't know. I I don't know because I wasn't there. He's always been. I, I guess yeah. I mean, named Jackson to me. We've all known him as Samuel L. Jackson. Like he's he a, did like I think he he blew up. Later, like he was always in a ton of stuff, but mm-hmm. I don't think everybody was like, "Oh, and how Samuel L. Jackson fiction, and that, like that where... kind of stuff." Well, yeah, mm-hmm. but that also like skyrocketed John Travolta's career as well. Well, right, yeah, because it was dead. Yes, that's crazy. How I don't mean to get on a, a side tangent. How Tarantino has a great ability to like boost people's careers, right? Because his movies are so good. It's like like Chris, Christoph Waltz, you know, like, and the only what? good movies he's in are <laughs> Quentin right. Tarantino movies. Yeah. Um. Anyway, coming to America, I you know I I the it's they're not that long. I don't know if I would recommend them. Okay. But but I don't know. Um, I just wonder too. Like I wonder though, in thirty years, will people say? Our favorite comedy. We've talked a lot about comedies, and I'm kind of coming off coming to America now. Uh, we talked a lot about comedies the last two years, yeah. and uh, I wonder in 32 years will people say super bad, not that great, or Anchorman is bad, or Shaun of the Dead we, is bad. We went and looked at some yeah. stuff that was even just you know 10 years old. Step Brothers, we were, you know, yeah. And we were like, oh, hmm, mm-hmm. well. Yeah, uh, yeah it, it's of the moment. Yeah, and yeah, so not all not all comedies. Do you think? Well, do you think uh, like Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz will stand the test of time? Because I think that humor is so visual, visual, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, and smart that I I think those might hold up. Gotcha. It. It could be. Mm-hmm. I think. I think it has more likely than one that is just like totally based on, like, its comedic sensibilities. Right. Just because if there's more that to grasp on, mm-hmm. then it'd be like, oh, okay, well, this holds up, and this, this, this. I feel like Step Brothers is going to be my uh, my um, swingers. Like Dan's favorite comedy is Swingers. That was like real important to him. Like and mine. Yeah, and that's okay, but. I think people are going to be like, oh, Superbad? That, that's a boomer movie. It's like, oh, well, okay. Thank you. Well, 
all my favorite movies were hated in the moment. So like Hot Rod, yeah, <laughs> Hot Rod, MacGruber's, all those. I need to rewatch MacGruber. Is there anything else that you watched, Trey? Uh, I watched that thing you do. I did yeah. watch that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, and you didn't really like it that much, I think. Um, no, I mean I liked it okay, but not like it wasn't my favorite thing I watched ever. Um, I think that is like very much a send to the aliens movie. Yeah. The way we talk about like, and we've talked about it before, where kind of like Indiana Jones is like, this is movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, there you go. Uh, I feel like that thing you do is is like that as well. Um, like, this is a movie. Like, this is, and that is a little reductive. I, I love I, it. I guess maybe um, for me, I, I just was a little, I, I don't know if I'm a little tired. I just don't care for the 1960s 1950s aesthetic that much anymore Mm -hmm. uh and that whole like uh i don't know that it seemed a tad predictable though i don't know like i did i did like that it um but also it was kind of it was telegraphed for as a purpose because you knew this was a one-hit wonder band, and you could tell right. the seams are falling apart from the beginning. Right. Uh, I also felt the main character did not look like he was from the '60s at all. Like he looked like he was straight out of the '90s. Yeah the the main character guy I don't think is great. No. Uh, Tom Everett Scott. He does mm-hmm. look like Tom Hanks. He looks like Tom Hanks uh, and Kirk Cameron had a crazy love child. Right. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll say Steve Zahn in that movie, fucking. <laughs> he's pretty insane in that. He's he's so good in that yeah. movie. And you watch it, and it's like, how was this guy not just like the biggest? Like, how did he not have whatever his own version of Step Brothers or whatever else? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, he he's, he was in a ton of stuff, but was just like never. Yeah, like, he was very eating. bit character. Right. Because he was in um forgetting Sarah Marshall, right? Uh, I don't think so. Say uh, yeah, I, look, I didn't hate it. What did I give it? Like three and a half or something? I didn't hate it, but I just Maybe wasn't. In my head, I saw what you gave it, and I said, oh, Trey didn't like this as much as me. I, I probably uh, didn't if, like it as much as you. If there, which is fine, because I'm talking about how much I love it. Okay. Um, yeah, three the one thing about it is that it is, uh, you do have to hear that one song probably... 70 times yeah you do that thing you do that thing you do and so it's like if you watch it and you turn it on and you say "Uh uh-oh this song's annoying to me Mm -hmm. uh just go ahead just go ahead and punt because (laughs) the rest of the movie's gonna be pretty brutal you you do listen to it and it is exactly the same every time i did like kind of the the kind of the, the fickleness and the uh sort of the recyclability or the uh, expo- uh, exposability of just like the whole fame part of it or the whole like uh, like the, when they're at the radio station and they're playing yeah. the album and they're like yeah we got the band here and talk on that and they're like hello well, well we're going to commercials you know right. and just, yeah. just stuff like that and 
And then, but like Steve Zahn was so oblivious, like, yeah, well, hey, nothing's going to go wrong. It's like, no, you're, every single moment, something's going to go wrong, man. This is not good. None right. of this is good, you know? Like, everyone has their own agenda. I, I guess, I guess I, everyone has their own agenda. Everyone has their own thing. No one's really into it, you know? Uh, uh-huh. Except for maybe the drummer and maybe the guy who writes the shit, but that's, no one's into this. Right, uh, which you know, yeah, I I thought it was it was fun. I, it was an interesting, like that's interesting that that's Tom Hanks's one and only. First of all, it was the movie that Tom Hanks wanted to write and direct. Right, because uh, I don't know why. I just think Tom Hanks would be like, "Well, I'm gonna do this big. I'm Tom Hanks, and I'm America's favorite person, and I'm gonna right. make a big." War epic. It's going to be, you know, Saving Private Ryan 2. Something like that. But he does a a movie about it's a kind one-hit of a, wonder. A meditation on fame. and Yeah. Eh, uh, I guess, yeah. And, I mean, it. I think it for sure is a meditation on fame. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting that it's Tom Hanks' meditation when it's <laughs> literally... He just continued to grow and become the yes. biggest he's, star ever. He is he's America's dad, you know. Struggle of people dealing with their fame. Maybe it's the other people around him that he's seen. Yeah. I suppose. He does cast himself as the badass guy, you know, but he's like two seconds of it. And on like the movie poster and stuff that they show. Oh yeah. Of course. It's just just Tom Hanks's huge face. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's his crazy hairline. It's all that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, I didn't, I didn't hate it. I can't think of anything wrong with it. I just, I guess I just did not maybe enjoy it as much as you did, but I didn't think it was bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, yeah. yeah. We want to talk WandaVision now, or do you want to talk the movies that I watch? Uh, talk the movies you watched. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Okay. Well, I watched four movies. Mm-hmm. I watched The Pelican Brief. Okay. Yeah. Some movies talk about some people talk about the Pelican Brief all the time. Yeah, I know. It's, I hear a lot of people talk about the Pelican Brief. Yeah, uh, it's fine. Who stars <laughs> in the Pelican Brief? Uh, Julia Roberts is the oh, star great. of Brief, along with Denzel Washington. Can you do a Denzel Washington impression? Uh, um, I bust my buns every night. That's all I can do. Oh, that's that's good. Thank you. Uh, there's a lot of just like papers being passed around. There's some sure. really fun <laughs> at the beginning, and then I think kind of near the end, it it is not as good. This um, is um John Grisham, correct? Yeah, John and Grisham. it's very much like kind of the. I had a, a few different experiences with what I watched in that. The Pelican Brief was very much like a John Grisham book, and it was like mm-hmm. this was a novel that they turned into into a uh, a movie, uh, and it feels like you know it has all those beats, and then there's maybe some things that don't quite make as much sense because there's some stuff that is has to kind of be just glanced on and stuff like that. I also watched Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. I've always heard about that movie, which and is. I- it is. I don't think it is what you think it is. It is one hundred percent. It's about a werewolf, right? 
it is about uh, two couples fighting. <laughs> Didn't they come out with a movie last year about the author of that, right? With um, Emily uh, Elizabeth Moss. Uh, called, potentially. Like, I don't believe so. I don't know. Let me see. Elizabeth Moss. Well, anyway, yeah. so I watched I watched Who's Afraid of Virginia Wolf, which is very much a play movie. I found myself been roped in a lot in. of those. I know, and it's driving me nuts. <laughs> uh, they keep they the people they just keep talking, and I. Now this they allowed them to like change places that they go to. It wasn't mm-hmm. like just hey, we're gonna sit in this one place and talk. But there is a lot of talking. Um, but it's done super well. It's the uh, it's Mike Nichols who directed The Graduate, which is one of my oh. movies of all time, and it is also very much like <laughs> uh, somebody needs to check uh, maybe Mike Nichols's babysitters or like <laughs> family friends that uh-huh. he's been around. He hasn't done much. All no, just all his stuff is. Uh, Young young man, older woman, uh, sex. I see. I see. Yeah. Uh, Shirley was the movie. I believe this is it. Uh, famous horror writer finds inspiration for her next book after she and her husband take in a young couple. <clears throat> I think this has to do with Virginia Woolf. Or I think she's okay. right. I think it's about the author writing the book, or something. Um, okay. Yeah, I've heard. I've always heard about that movie, but I've never seen it. Yeah. So it's about it's about this older couple and they invite over this younger couple after a party to their house um the two men work together the one guy is brand new and uh they just kind of talk about their lives the whole time and it just like kind of spirals about Hmm. all that Uh, okay uh, what is what do you recommend uh that or the one with um, John C. Riley that you mentioned last week. I would recommend Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. Okay. And yeah, it's not that close. Like there may be some elements that are okay. A little more interesting with the John C. Riley one, just because it's like recent and there's more. Like they they mentioned Star Wars, maybe. Right. Yes. There's you know? characters. <laughs> Are like more modern archetypes, right? Whereas in this, it there's a lot of kind of like old feelings. It it does kind of represent a woman in a way that I am not used to seeing in like old movies, where she's like not proper. I guess yeah, she's a bit rude. You know what yeah. movie really I was surprised by kind of the relationship. Well, Rosemary's Baby has a very good like couple relationship for being an old movie. Uh-huh. Like they talk very modern to right. each other, you know? It's, I felt that way about this yeah. as well. Okay. And they're, they're snarky and they're fighting with each mm-hmm. other, but like early on in the movie, especially it's very, very funny. Yeah. Um, and then it gets okay. less funny as it goes on, but it's, it's not like a horror movie. It's, but it, it's, it's engaging. I'll mm-hmm. say. Okay. I went and I saw Cherry, Tom Holland's Cherry. Yeah. Uh, okay, because I've been meaning to see that. Should I see that or should I not see it? Well, uh, you may have to yar if you want to see it. Aww. But for me, it was uh, it was shot in Cleveland Heights, 
Oh, um, so you all got a copy, right? So yeah, so they <laughs> put it, they knocked on our door. Our yeah. barber, the milkman, it's the, uh, the, Ru- the Russo brothers come by our house and drop big off. old with that cover with Tom Holland. Mm-hmm. It's all red. Yeah, uh, it's not very good. I read the okay. book. Okay. Um, and maybe some of that kind of spoiled it for me. It's the book's just kind of um, the book is the most matter of fact book mm-hmm. that I've ever. Um, and so if if you don't know about it, it's about a guy who's in Ohio. He like falls in love with this girl. Then he goes and joins the army, and then he gets PTSD, and he comes back. He becomes addicted to pills and heroin and then in order to fuel that he robs banks i feel like they are um copying my senior film project that uh oh, I, yeah. uh that i edited it was the exact same plot <laughs> as that uh well, yeah <laughs> now i didn't well, write it uh there was another guy who wrote it so okay no one copied well, me there so, you go i don't know maybe he's copying them you should file a lawsuit i should I don't. I've uh, not talked to that guy in years. Or I'd ask him, like, "Hey, have you seen this?" <laughs> I ever uh, tell it's you? not. It's not totally the same thing, but I believe it's pretty similar to that. Did Did I ever tell you about the guy that I had the film project with in college? Is that the guy that you mentioned to him that uh, the King's Speech was filmed in a? <laughs> <laughs> yes, and he was like, "I don't." <laughs> the King's Speech was there was a scene from the King's Speech that was shot in the same place as like a, a gay porn uh-huh. and like on Huffington Post or something like that. And I mentioned it to him and he was like, Well, uh, I don't watch a lot of gay porn. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. <laughs> anyway, go ahead with your story. Oh my god, that guy. <laughs> um, so, Every time I watch the King's Speech, I, I, I'm like, oh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> uh, there was – so the book, it's just like – Oh, you didn't more... tell your story. Oh, you want me to – Yeah. Well, uh, I don't know. He wanted – he just wanted – that was pretty much the story. Oh, okay. He wanted me to go into like de- – for my project, he wanted us to go to – like downtown Dallas and bust, um, bust like child sex rings. And I was like, that's, that's not what this is. <laughs> They're asking us to shoot a short film. And he's like, yeah, down to where child traffickers are. Okay. He's Michael fucking Moore. What is he doing? Yeah, I don't know. And then there was one time where he was like, he had this script which was insane. And we shot a bunch of stuff from it. And then I was supposed to edit it. And so then I got with Austin and I just <laughs> recut it and we used all the stuff that we shot. Is that from the, the car un- thing? I think I've seen parts of that. Yeah. Uh, okay. And so I recut it to make it like an insane dream sequence and okay. something else. Yeah, it's, it's dumb. Um, <laughs> but then uh, at, at one point when we were shooting that and he is like, a former military guy, haircut, like military haircut or whatever. 
And he was like, if we need to play different characters in this in order to make it happen, because he was trying to get like all his cop friends to be in it. Yeah, you guys, for, for you and Austin thing. were probably just a thorn on his side. <laughs> he was like, I will cut my hair short if I need to to play different characters. I'm like, dude, you have two millimeter long hair. Yeah. <laughs> if you cut your hair short, nobody's going to know you're a different character. Uh, it was it was wild. Anyway, Cherry, uh, not not great. <laughs> they they like make it. They do things to make it more cinematic. It's super flashy, and it's the mm-hmm. Russos who do Avengers. So it's all that. It just kind of feels kind of all over the place. Where there's some good stuff that they're saying about like the military complex, and then there's, um, I don't think the opioid stuff is that good. Um the pills and stuff the bank robbing stuff is fun so it's it's flat like the rotten tomatoes gap between the critic score and the audience score is uh, huge yeah uh, i think some of that is because like only people in cleveland are able to see it right now and so mm-hmm. they're like it's my house um <laughs> did you get to and, hang out with tom holland um i i missed my opportunity maybe next time yeah me and tom will chill Spider-Man, uh, and then uh, uh, Homeward Bound comes out. You know, yeah, very good. And then I saw uh, a movie that I will suggest to you, Trey. It's called A Taxi Driver. So it's oh, not- so it's uh, yeah, I saw this. Uh, Scorsese. Uh, it's about Robert De Niro, who is a taxi driver. This is a little, just a little bit different. A little different, okay. So, it is um, based on a true story. Mm-hmm. It is a Korean movie. Whoa, whoa! Mm-hmm. I don't watch Korean movies, sir. Uh, you have you have claimed that you want to watch more Korean movies. So here you go. Here's yes, a Korean I actually movie. Have, I have claimed that because I think. There's been a lot of great stuff out of Korea in the past few years. More than a few years, but I, I feel like there has been a lot of stuff I've liked. Uh, Bong Joon-ho, uh, Burning, Old Boy. I just named all the generic uh, answers I could have given for movies I like out of Korea. So go okay. ahead. <laughs> uh, so this is Song Kang-ho, who is the dad from uh, yeah from Parasite. Paris. He is a taxi cab driver okay and um he in order to get an insane taxi driver baby (laughs) (laughs) he never says that okay he speaks in korean (laughs) Um, (laughs) he he picks up a german journalist who's going to cover like a a protest in guangzhou city Mm -hmm. uh, which is a smaller area of korea and he goes and takes him down there and it's like a brutal basically basically military taker so they're there is was it a dip- like not too they were offensive going to- but is it like tenement square almost kind of thing right that's basically okay. the okay yeah where the military i know it's two different countries but yes yeah but basically it's okay least just like straight up murdering people mm-hmm. um and so then they're down there and he has a daughter back 
there and the true story it's a story i've never heard before okay. of what's going on in the early 80s oh, wow. korea um and it's it's nuts yeah uh, and then yeah it's one of those things where you watch it and then you're like okay well i need to read more about this mm-hmm. and it's maybe more fucked up than it is in the movie mm-hmm. um so a taxi driver it's on amazon right now okay uh it's bong it, joon ho right it is not no oh it's, it's not okay yeah, it's a different director um it's it's very good i would say it is probably more straightforward than most korean movies that okay. i've watched mm-hmm. more so straightforward it, than old boy <laughs> right like okay. yeah like i mean that's one of the like fun quirky things about korean cinema like there is yeah. definitely range mm-hmm. of how this is and it's not it kind of shows how like american-made movies when i watch movies from other country are just like oh no we're kind of just this one thing <laughs> like mm-hmm. hey argo we're gonna be this way the entire time you know stuff like that mm-hmm. where this kind of has bits of everything and i think that's one reason why people like like marvel movies as we get into wandavision um is because it, hey they're action and they're fun mm-hmm. uh, but this is that but not like a million degrees cranked up <laughs> right right you want to talk wandavision the end of it for a little bit yeah let's talk wandavision i so will we were... say i think wandavision has done great for the meme game uh currently 100%. They've, mm-hmm. they've had some great memes come out of it i'll just say that go ahead okay and that's it that's all you're that's saying that's all that's all i'm saying so we got you know eight episodes of a good like interesting introspective look at um someone's grief and a creative way of storytelling and in this last episode we went back to pew pew shoot shoot yeah magic yeah magic and i i hated it um like whatever like how else how else do you end it like that's what it's building to like i'm not i'm not mad about it i'm still i journey adam it's the journey oh the whole thing and the the Theseus thing. Mm-hmm. Woof. <laughs> well, I mean, that is an inter. I mean, I guess. I mean, it's, it's been memed. But that is but like because you always like think about that, right? Like, it, if something is taking all the parts out of it, but you still have the husk, is it still the thing? I agree that it's a fun thought experiment. It's super lame in the <laughs> middle of your pew fight, and then you have these two the entities. Fight. Yeah, but that's the only way Vision would do it. I think I don't know. I don't remember the Marvel movies that well. Uh, but like that's that's he's gonna be thoughtful about this. He's gonna uh, he's gonna te- you know make them. He's gonna do a thought experiment to to win. He's not gonna fight fight pew pew. He's gonna they're gonna have a little debate, a little philosophical debate. Mm. I yeah. still don't really understand what is Vision. What is this White Vision? Is I, the White Vision. He- I don't... It was like made up from from uh, him. And, uh, uh, the, so the, the the regular visions, just her mind, and the the white visions, <laughs> like made up of vision parts, but not with the I'm stone. Not, I'm not gonna like. I wish they I wish they'd done more with the kind of the the TV the, the TV bit because I think that was the strongest yeah. bit. You know, for sure. I, I wish they had maybe kind of like gone to other shows. Like there there been like maybe during the fight scene, they're like. Now it's Frasier. 
Now it's Cheers. Now it's uh, Lost. Now it's Soprano. I don't know. Just like, just do something with that. Because that was such a great, that was like the best part of it was, uh, hey, it's, uh, we're like now, she- we're doing Prestige TV now. It's The Wire. You got Stringer Bell doing shit. Uh, now it's, uh, you know, it's Sopranos. Trying to fix things. Yeah, it just turns into like, like different TV shows. Like, tries to use her powers to do the exact same thing in mm-hmm. places and it just doesn't it always gets ruined or something like i don't know yeah I, I, but i didn't i guess i didn't mind it um i still like the series and I, I i think i like that it didn't do the uh the mandalorian thing where hey we're gonna we're gonna have um uh, dr strange show up and it's gonna be all time right. yeah and I that, guess Marvel could kind of do that more because there are right. so many tentacles and tentacles and I don't know why. Tent- I mean, I mean, it's not saying I don't know why you keep trying to make tentacles a thing. Tentacles. <laughs> what is it? Ten? Just tentacles? Yeah. I thought it was tentacles. I don't know. Uh, no. All right. Well, tendrils. Maybe I'm trying to say tendrils. Yeah. Tendrils. Um. Yeah, it's just like it didn't ruin it for me. I I, I thought the finale was like ah, eh, but it didn't ruin anything for me. I like, still thought it was. It's like you're the Scarlet Witch, and it's like oh, it's like, I thought she we, was already. See, I did, didn't really get didn't that. Know she was the Scarlet Witch. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was already established. Your whole thing was that you revealed that she was the Scarlet Witch when we knew all along she was the Scarlet Witch. I don't know. I, I think a lot of that stuff is very fan servicey. Like people who have read the comics and know, but like I just don't. Yeah, I don't. Right. I didn't get the whole significance of any of that. Yeah, none at all. No. And then, uh, like, why'd the guy get out and try to shoot the kid? Yeah, they were shooting kids. <laughs> he gets out and he just points a gun at a kid. Like, well, they're super what? kids, and they weren't real either, right? Or were they real? They were real. No. They're not real, and okay. so then you're also supposed to like care for them in the same way that yeah. you care for Vision, who is like not a recreation. Real but these fake kids, and it's like, well, not overall, really. I still think it's it's good. I, I mean, I I sound like I'm complaining now, but overall, it's worth it's worth your time. Yeah, they're short for enough the, episodes. I would just say that the end is. Yeah. They should have done more with the TV bit. They should have done a lost ep- if they'd done a lost episode. My God, we'd still be peeling tray off the ceiling. Yeah, it'd still be peeling me off. Uh, yeah, that was all right. Uh, do we have any newses? Newsies? I know we have some newsies. We can do quickly. Talk about uh, Adam Driver's sweater, right? Yeah. So I guess um, they're doing a movie about Juicy, the guy who did Gu- Juicy. I don't know Gucci. Juicy, I'm thinking of the pants. Those are the <laughs> pants that girls wore in the 2000s. Juicy, juicy pants. Juicy movie. A juicy. Came up with the sweatpants with. Juicy. Hey, let's make some sweatpants with juicy on the ass. That's what we're gonna do. All hey, the girls are gonna love it. This is a movie about the guy who invented Big Dog. <laughs> I live in a mad dog, man. Uh, I live in a Jenko jeans. He's wearing the same sweater as uh, 
Adam Driver wearing the same sweater as Chris uh, Chris Evans Chris and Knives Out. There you go. He's looking like so, Andy Sandberg in that for some reason. There you go. Uh, you got a uh, the Cocaine Bear movie, Trey. I am into Cocaine Bear. Uh, yeah. So it's going to be directed by Elizabeth Banks. Uh, it is about true events from 1985 where a bear uh, accidentally eats a bunch of cocaine. Uh, that So a smuggler was like flying over, drops a bunch of cocaine, the bear eats it, and then uh, and then that's kind of all that we know. There's n- the bear, you don't, we don't know any of the activities the bear did during that time. Is that, that's going to be kind of the, the, this the is narrative? And it's, and it's coming from uh, producing, Lord and Miller are producing. So, so 21 Jump Street, Lego movie, dude, et cetera. It's going to be a buddy cop movie, and they're gonna, it's going to be the bear and his buddy, other bear. Buddy bears. They're going to be like, dude, where's this coke? Dude, they're not, they didn't, he never consumed the cocaine. Think about it. They're, they're trying to find out, they're cops, and they're trying to find out. Where did this cocaine come from, boo-boo? Hey, boo-boo. Oh, that's what cocaine up picking a basket. Yo- yeah, it should be a Yogi Bear follow It should follow be a up. Yogi Bear movie, and he just eats all of it. And Hey, boo-boo. I'm fucking tweaking out here. <laughs> Do you remember that the Yogi Bear tagline was, Good things come in bears? <laughs> uh, you could interpret that line many ways. <laughs> that's what that... Why? Why was <laughs> Why was it good things coming? <laughs> well, in cocaine comes in bears, I guess, too. So maybe it's true. Also, I mean, who's fucking a bear? And are you a good thing to fuck a bear and come in it? And there was like, Boo Boo was behind it. Yogi hey. was behind Boo Boo. Oh, no. <laughs> there you go. Hey, Boo Boo. What are you going to oh. reach around? <laughs> great, <laughs> great things come in bears. Great things come in bears. That's horrible. That's worse Man. than the squeakle. <laughs> 13 worst. Okay. We have to read these. 13 worst ever movie taglines. Okay. Uh, okay. Here's for Octopussy. Nobody does it better 13 times. <laughs> uh, okay. Sex in the City 2. Carry on. I actually like that one. That rules. Winner bo- Winner's Bone Talking just causes witnesses. Mm, that's... Uh, what's the Raw deal. Nights? His trigger has all the answers. <sighs> Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Laugh, cry, share the pants. <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> uh, Secretariat. The Impossible True Story. Okay. I mean... It's pretty. It's probably not that impossible for a horse to win three races. <laughs> no. <laughs> From Paris with Hold love. Hold on. This is an awesome one. Day of the Dolphin. Unwittingly, he trained a dolphin to kill the president of the United States. That's an awesome tagline. It tells you the movie. Right. Yes. Why? why yeah. Why would we be mad at him? Oh, this is yeah. another Mike with George Scott. This, this is George the, every. Scott. I, well, I want to watch this now. I want to watch that now, actually. <laughs> Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> that rules. It does sound awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. That's better than cocaine. Bear. It, 
maybe that maybe this is a new cinematic universe of crazy animals. <laughs> we have to kill the president of the United States. <laughs> I have a I have a guy. I got uh, the dolphin. Uh oh, this is a bad one. Night at the museum. At the Museum of Natural History, something unnatural is occurring. Ooh. Is occurring. What clash a weird... the Titans. Titans will clash. <laughs> That's a great one. <laughs> Kangaroo Jack. He Titan. stole the money. Titans will clash and clash the Titans. It's telling uh, you, hey, that's what's going to happen. Kangaroo Jack, he stole the money and he's not giving it back. Okay. I don't care about that one. Uh, It's interesting movies that have the same tagline because I have two movies, uh, posters in my room that have the same tagline or in this room that have the same tagline. Uh, No Country for Old Men and Drive have the same tagline. They're no clean getaways. Like yeah. That's weird. No I would clean know. getaways. No clean getaways. Which is real generic. But I, why do movies have to have a? Do you have to have a tagline? No. For the poet. Not anymore. Yeah. Not anymore. Because you, you would. Just, you can do a teaser trailer instead. Yeah. That's true. Unwittingly, he trained a dolphin to kill the president of the United States. He accidentally. <laughs> Uh, the Blade Runner one is uh, man has made his match and now it's his problem. That's a good one. Yeah. Just looking around. Oh, Shaun the Dead romantic comedy with zombies. That's good. Tells you what it is. Hmm. Well, there you go. That's all I got. All right. Uh, that's great. Uh, that's all I got too, Adam. But well, this is a fun podcast. We it talked was. about a lot of things today. Let's recap everything we talked about. All right, GameStop, it's going back up. Uh oh, get your get your stonks ready. All right, we'll see you next week with some stuff. Maybe some dolphins. I don't know. Please. Bye. And more next time on Super Films Cast sixty four.